Hey everyone, welcome back to my channel. My name is Dr. TK and in today's video and podcast episode, I am going to be sharing with you something very personal regarding my infertility series. Also going along the lines of women starting over, women choosing to go through their academics first before they start a family. And so if this pertains to you, or maybe you can share this with somebody that you know or love, um, make sure that you tune in. Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant mental health business tools to help you become the person you were meant to be. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist working for a government agency and being a professor for over 18 plus years into building a multi six-figure mental health business. My goal is to remove the employee mindset and replace it with an abundant CEO mindset. We will uncover the good, the bad, and the ugly of business ownership. I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapists Deserve Abundance Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to my channel. So if you are new here, welcome. My name is Dr. TK. And in today's episode, I am specifically going to be breaking up pieces of my uh, life transition, next chapter, infertility series. Um, Now, the way that this series came about is that I had shared about three parts on my audio podcast about two years ago. And every time that this topic comes up, especially amongst women who are driven, who chose to maybe not have kids until they finished their academic career, a lot of women, especially a lot of women of color, are challenged with infertility on a multitude of levels. And even within my community, individuals have shared things on Instagram or even in my coaching programs with me privately, of course. And I tend to have a discussion with them with the way that they reached out, unless I have another access, a way to access them. And I've shared with them some things to get them upbeat. So the reason I'm choosing to share this during this abundance series during the holiday of 2022 is to pull up the mood of women and or men who are dealing with this and working through it because it's not an easy process. This is not an educational episode. This is more me sharing my journey. And so let's just go ahead and get into it. I don't really know how many parts it's going to be. I want to deliver the information into small bite-sized pieces because emotionally, depending on who's watching or listening to this, it may trigger some things. Okay. So I want to take you all the way back to why I chose to wait. Okay. So I have my doctorate degree. I entered into graduate school at the age of 23 with my master's, finished that by 25, went straight into my doctorate and my doctorate, even though I had my master's already, it was still a four-year program. During that time, I was also in a previous relationship with someone for a total of 10 years. The individual that I was with, we were together dating boyfriend and girlfriend for a total of seven years. And then I was married from 26, 27 until like for three years. Right. And so we were together in total for 10 years. Um, We met in Southern California and then we moved up to Northern California. So the reason I'm explaining our timeline is because when I started grad school, um, my doctorate program, I was 25. And during that time, I don't know why I, well, I guess biologically I started getting 
baby fever, right? I didn't even know what baby fever was until I started getting it. I was just yearning for a child and I could not explain it. So I sat down and had a discussion with my partner at the time. And he said, you just started school. Are you sure that this is something that you want to do right now? Are you able to handle, even though, you know, I'll be here, (laughs) handle a child raise a child while at the same time go through a four-year program in which you're not even sure how you're going to handle the program in the next few years because it gets more rigorous as we move along. So I'm like, you're right. Let me slow down. But I was still having the yearning. So that's when I chose to actually get my very first dog. Um, We got her from the pound in Berkeley in Northern California. And she was already one and a half years old. So I'm not saying that that replaced my yearning for a child, but I mean, it just made me shift my focus into taking care of something else. And so I was up in Northern California for a total of three years. And then I moved back down to Southern California and we got married while I was in grad school, I think my second or third year. And so moved back down to LA because I got accepted into an internship for Los Angeles County Department of Mental Health. So that meant that I was locked into LA for at least another year. So during that time, everything was good. And um, then we moved back up north because I graduated when the market crashed in 2009. And so couldn't find a job, even though I'd had a doctorate degree. So I chose to move back up to Northern California, my old practicum site um, that I worked at a high school for. They ended up offering me a job that they were about to post online. So moved back up there. And during that time, that's when we sat down and talked about, okay, got a job, got health benefits again. Cause I didn't have it once I lost it when I couldn't find a job and, um, you know, let's go ahead and try for it. So I had realized over a short period of time, but I felt like I was young that I wasn't getting pregnant. Right. And I was like, wow, during this whole, like almost a decade process, I've never been pregnant. Right. So women, if you notice that something is not right, ask for help. So We kept trying and we kept trying. And then something um, told me, you know what? I am close to 30. Maybe I should go to the infertility doctor just so they can check me out. So I went to my OBGYN. They referred me to the infertility doctor. So I went to the infertility doctor, did the whole blood workup, all the internal, external ultrasounds. They didn't find nothing. So they said in order for them to rule anything out that they can't see, they need for my partner to go and get a full blood workup and physical as well. Well, that individual never went to go do it. So clearly, along with other things that caused a lot of friction in our marriage at the time. So move forward. I pretty much, I'm going to say, begged that individual to go do it. And that should have been one of my red flags to say like, okay, maybe we're not on the same page. Maybe we don't want the same things. And I'm not saying that people are excited to go to the doctor. However, if as a family unit, you both decide that you want to have a child verbally, then your actions need to follow. And the actions weren't being followed. So I kind of, I'm going to say, just gave up on asking and pretty much trying. Okay. But remember the infertility doctor, at least with my physical, didn't find anything wrong. Okay. So about maybe a year later, I mean, we were having friction to be honest. This isn't an episode about our friction in a marriage. That's a whole nother situation, but we were having friction in our relationship. I'm going to say hell from the beginning before we even became a couple all the way through our marriage. And I don't regret anything because I believe that everything that you experience is a life lesson, but let's just say this. I'm hella glad 
that I didn't get pregnant. Okay. Because after 10 years, your girl filed for divorce. Okay. And again, I'm not going to get into the details of it, but we just filed irreconcilable differences because we were just outgrowing one another. When you meet somebody, when you're either in high school or for us, I was 19 going on 20 years old. You may not even know what you want. We met promoting for clubs. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing wrong with that. But as we grew older, and I'm going to just speak for myself, as I started to mature, I started to recognize that I was no longer myself. My confidence was low. I felt like I was being silenced based on two dominant personalities. Low key can't be together, right? Like, um, but again, we're not going to discuss healthy and unhealthy relationships, but let's just say it like this. I'm very happy that I did not get pregnant in that time. So what's the takeaway um, before I wrap up this episode? Okay, let me just slow it down and go backward. Ladies, no matter how old you are, if you feel like you in a relationship and you've been doing the do and you ain't got pregnant and you trying and maybe even you tracking your ovulation, you may want to go get that checked out. You want to ask the doctor specifically. Now, let me put this out there as a disclaimer. I am not a medical provider like a physician. I am a psychologist. Mine said doctor, right? But just speaking from my own personal experience as a woman, I would suggest that you request a full blood workup. Let them know exactly what you have been doing. Let them know and no secrets to your doctor all your medical history, especially if you switch doctors, because I was doing that when I was in college because I had different types of insurances. So sometimes I would go to a doctor. Sometimes I would go to a clinic just to get my yearly annual pap, you know, because at least back then it was every year. Now it's like every three years. So um, make sure that you ask for a full blood uh, workup and a physical If you feel like something is not okay in your stomach, make sure that you ask for an internal and external ultrasound. So what does that mean? External is, you know, they put the little jelly on your stomach. They make you drink a lot of water and then they look it in the inside of your uterus, right? And your stomach for that matter. Internal is they take that big old wand. I ain't gonna go into detail, but ladies, you know exactly what I'm talking about because if you've been pregnant, that's what they have to do anyway, okay? But make sure that you're very open with the doctor. Now, what are some lessons learned about my visit with the doctor? What I wished I would have done just to be more proactive back then, right? To prepare me for having a child later is that I wished I would have asked them, well, what do you see? You say you don't see anything. So tell me what's right and tell me what don't maybe look right. So that that way I can understand maybe even why you're choosing to look at my partner's sperm, (laughs) right? Um, Because they were looking at to see if my body and that individual's sperm was a match because sometimes it can be a biological issue where just the two things don't match and meet. Therefore, an egg is not fertilized, right? Another thing that I wished I would have done is maybe even seek counseling, okay? Because I believe that that was a small component of communication barriers that occurred in our relationship, Okay, so sometimes ladies and gentlemen, for that matter, you may want to go talk to a third party that's objective. Um, If you're a spiritual person, I understand that sometimes we want to go to the church first, but sometimes depending on who's in your church and who does the counseling, 
that may or may not be what you need, right? Um, you want to be able to talk to individuals that can talk to you beyond spiritual guidance, because what we're talking about is the feelings of emptiness. If I can be quite frank, the feeling of being 30, looking around, if I can be all the way transparent and watching my friends have children like it's nothing. Like I, I started to build a, a healthy level of jealousy. Like I want that. There are two different types of jealousy. One is healthy. One is unhealthy. Unhealthy is you get to the point where you're envious, where you just start despising people, you know, resenting people, treating people wrong, talking about them. We're not talking about that. What I'm referencing is looking at them have baby showers, hell me hosting the baby showers, driving or flying from Northern California to Southern California in certain months, hell every two weeks to come to a baby's, you know, birthday party. And I loved it. Some of those kids are my God kids. However, what I will say internally, what I was battling and what I chose not to share with my friends was the feeling of wanting to cry and low key, sometimes crying myself to sleep because I didn't feel like somebody would understand me because all they may see me as, and this is my narrative, is that you're successful. Maybe that's their level of success along with other things that they do. But other people saw me as success defined by my academic career. And I'm like, this is not it. This is not all I want. I want a great academic career so that it positions me to have back then a great job and one day become a business owner where then I can create an abundant lifestyle. So that way, when I do have a child, I don't have to sacrifice having to do things that I can't do because I'm not in a position to do so. So ladies, talk to your doctor. If you need to wait on a referral from your primary care physician to go and see your OBGYN, I don't care if you got to wait two months, wait for the call. If the doctor says they can't find something and you really been trying, like actively have been (laughs) trying to have a baby, right? And you want to have a baby with that individual, you need to sit with yourself, get out your journal, Pray if you have a higher power and that's what you believe in, but tap into every single piece of your mind and your body to show up for yourself and ask questions and make sure that you're going to the right helping professionals or physicians to get you what you need. Okay. And sometimes it might cost a little extra money, especially if it's a specialist. All right. So that wraps up this episode. What I'm going to talk about in the next part of the series is What do you do when you have this baby fever come back, but you got to start over? You single, you're low key, sad and depressed, crying yourself to sleep, but you want a new man or partner or woman, whatever you do, but you don't know if that's possible because now you got to start over, but you want something really, really big and bad. So make sure that if you liked this video that you subscribe to the channel, let me know what was your biggest takeaway from this video. Did I trigger anything? Is this something to think about? Have you maybe thought about what a friend or loved one is going through? Like, dang, maybe I should ask more questions. Maybe I should tap in and ask them, are they okay? Can I go to the doctor with them? So this episode or video is not just for the woman that's going through it with her body and her mind, but it's also for the partner that has to support the woman going through this or a friend or loved one. All right. So share this video with someone that you love and I will see you in the next one. Bye. 
listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Therapists Deserve Abundance podcast. Now, I don't know about you, but that flew by way too fast. So if you want more, head over to drtk.com for additional abundant resources. And if you are looking for a tribe of abundant therapists like yourself to bounce around ideas and tap into another level of business growth abundance, be sure to join our Facebook community exclusively for therapists. The link is waiting for you at drtk.com.